It's bad. That's a- funny. Anyways, we really got to get going on this. So. Yeah, sure. Is this episode 52? Yes. Okay, I got it right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of 4.30 in the morning. This is your boy, Ben. And Pat is back as well. 52, man. Yep, episode number 52. What do you got for 52? You know, the number 52 kind of reminds me of the B-52 bomber. Yes. Which is... We saw one. Yes, at the Air Force Museum. Yes. Really cool plane. It's a long-distance bomber. It's been in service since like the 1950s or 60s. I know it was in service in the 60s. Yeah. I think it's been in service for like quite a long time. time. Long time. And it's scheduled to remain in service in the United States. States until 2040. No shit. So it's going to have almost like 90 years worth of, <laughs> it's pretty much the same Incredible. plane. I mean, obviously they update the interior a little bit and like sure. the equipment on the plane, but that plane is going to serve for 90 years. Just That's about. awesome. And uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, uh, Dr. Strangelove. Yep. Good Most, movie. Uh, big, good George chunk C. Of, Scott. Yep. <laughs> a good chunk of that movie happens in a, in a B-52. B-52. Yeah. So, That's a good movie. Anyways, episode number 52, B-52, the B-52 special. Mark all right, this All is right. The, this is the B fifty two special. <laughs> man, I'm running out of gas today already. Me too, man. Okay, man. So you were talking up your news stories before we came into the studio. So what do you got today? First one. If we've already talked about this, just stop me and we'll cut it. This is from October sixth. A fugitive missing for eighteen years reportedly spotted behind home plate at a Dodgers game. We haven't covered this one yet. Yeah, this is kind of funny. That is really crazy. <laughs> One of the 15 most wanted fugitives in the country might have blown his cover while attending a Los Angeles Dodgers game. U.S. Marshals have asked for the public to help them identify a man who might be a fugitive on the run for the last 18 years. A thing he sat behind home plate at a Dodgers-Red Sox game in 2016 where he was captured on TV when the game aired. According to New York Post, Joe Ruffo is a computer salesman from Brooklyn who swindled banks and financial institutions out of $353 million in the late 1990s. Holy fuck. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Where is this guy on our, on our crazy I, I, heist I know. or our clever criminal episode? Yeah. He was meant to serve a 17-year prison sentence for his crimes, but he disappeared on the date he was supposed to go to jail in 1998. Man, could yeah. you imagine? So he was already brought up on charges and he just skipped out? Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't know if it's Rufo or Ruffo. I'm going to go with Ruffo. Ruffo was last seen at an ATM in New York City. Police then discovered his vehicle at JFK Airport, where he disappeared to who knows where. The Post also said he made out with $13 million in his escape. <laughs> this guy's just winning. So he could, $13 million, he could live on that for a very long time. Yeah, if you, I mean, and on the run, you gotta, I'm sure you gotta live kind of cheaply, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. That's from theoutsider.com if you want to read more on it. That one it, is it gets ridiculous. Min- let's get into a, it's, it's a lot, there's a lot more, but I'm not gonna read it all. So they think he went to a Dodgers, a, a Dodgers game, was that yeah. what it was? Dodgers, Red Sox. Now, that's a risk, taking, going to that game, if, yeah. if it really was him. I, I can't imagine, you're gonna be out for... And you're gonna sit behind the home plate that for that many years. The the majority of the time that's yeah. on the screen, like you're gonna sit right in that area, cry right next to fucking Pat Sajak. <laughs> you know he goes to a lot of Dodgers games. No shit. He used to be on. He used to see him on almost every game, and he used to see Larry King a lot. But now Larry King's dead. You know I, I've never really watched a lot of baseball. I know. So I don't I think know. I've ever seen Larry King in a game. <laughs> 
No, you used to see Pat Sajak like every single game. Like it, like Jack Nicholson and yeah. Lakers games. Yep, same exact thing. Anyway, so that all you got with that one? Yep, that was a pretty interesting one. I, I again, I can't imagine. Can't, yeah, white. why would he do that? If he's he's been smart this whole time, I guess I guess most criminals do slip up eventually, don't they? They do slip up. Well, they usually don't slip up like that. And this guy appears to be highly intelligent based on what he got away yeah. with. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, this is operating at a very high level. Yeah, the highest level as far as I'm concerned. So that that was one interesting. And we're going to be going to a different high-level criminal on this one. Sure. My first one comes from our favorite odd news. Nice. This is one that I'd be surprised if he didn't have this one, but we're going to find out. Pablo Escobar's hippos. Damn it. This is my... <laughs> recognized as legal persons in the U.S., <laughs> So funny. So you had this one too? Yep. A group of about 100 hippos who are descendants of hippos that were owned by the late drug lord Pablo Escobar have been recognized as legal persons in the U.S. (laughs) This marks the first time ever that non-human creatures have been legally considered people. The U.S. District Court for the Southern District of Ohio recognized the hippos as legal persons recently, an important step in trying to save the animals as authorities in Colombia had discussed killing them since 2009. This is ridiculous. What? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, seriously. Escobar illegally imported animals at his ranch in Colombia until his death in 1993. The animals were sent to other zoos with the exception of four hippos too difficult to move. The four have now multiplied over the years with authorities referring to them as an invasive species. Colombian attorney Luis Domingo Gomez Maldonado filed a lawsuit on the animal's behalf in July to save them from being killed, stating that sterilization would be a better option. Non-human animals in Colombia have the right (laughs) to bring lawsuits to protect their interests. Interested parties in the country are allowed to go to a federal court in the U.S. to obtain documents or testimony. So why is the United States getting involved in this is my question. I have no idea. This is what our tax dollars are going towards. Now, here we go. Now, this is where we're really getting into it. The Animal Defense League applied on behalf of the hippos and to compel two Ohio wildlife episodes experts who study non-surgical sterilization to provide testimony. Animals have the right to be free from cruelty cruelty and exploitation, and the failure of the U.S. courts <laughs> to recognize their rights impedes the ability to enforce existing legislative protections. <laughs> so this is a failure of the United States courts, is what the Animal <laughs> Defense League is claiming. This is ridiculous. Animal Defense League Fund Executive Director Stephen Wells said in a statement, the court's order authorizing the hippos to exercise their legal right, their legal right to obtain information in the United States is a critical milestone in the broader animal status fight to recognize that animals have enforceable rights, he continued. This is this shit's just going too far, So man. he is arguing that according to United States law, these hippos have a right to pursue information in the United States to help them in legal in their legal battles. <laughs> and that's is that what where your article ended because that's where mine yeah, did. Yep. That's what, absolutely hilarious. What the hell is going on? These are legal people now? These have the same rights as... Dude, society today can't even decide what people are. Exactly. I mean, this is it's just absolutely hilarious. This is great. So... Well done, everyone. Now, the next path for the hippos is probably going to be to grant them citizenship in the United States, even though they're never going to really leave Colombia. Do you imagine just someone bringing a hippo in, into the courtroom? We're already at that point. I, I don't know why, but this reminds me of what was that episode we did where i had i had the guy i think was it the uh ah, 
where he brought the dead guy to testify. <laughs> I think that what was episode, on our that was on our episode. Which episode was that? Episode it was our historical figures. Yeah, it was early. Yeah. It was early. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but that reminds me of that. <laughs> there was another story in the United States where they put a horse on trial and they like brought him into the courtroom. <laughs> I always thought that would be a great like a legal movie, like a you know how there's like yeah movies like that, but it's like a serious drama, right? <laughs> except it's a horse trial. <laughs> Reminds me of fucking uh, the Prisoner of Azkaban when uh, Buckbeak goes oh, on trial. <laughs> yeah, well, we don't really like Harry Potter on the show. We so. love Harry Potter on the show. Anyways, these hippos are well on their way. I <laughs> I Unreal. read that and my like my brain melted I, a little bit. I was laughing. So, do you have any more today, sir? Sorry for hijacking no, one from you. No, you're you're completely fine. Uh, I have I have one more from uh, our favorite odd news. Florida boat captain finds six-inch megalodon tooth. That's pretty cool. Yeah. A Florida charter boat captain said he was just off the coast when he made a rare discovery, a megalodon tooth measuring more than six inches long. Captain Michael Nastasio of Black Gold Fossil Charters said he found a 5.87-inch megalodon tooth last year, but that was dwarfed by the 6.06-inch tooth he found this month off the coast of Venice. This one I'll keep forever for sure. I can't take my eyes off it, Nastasio said. Megalodons, the largest species of shark to ever swim in the Earth's ocean, lived 23 million to 3.6 million years ago. Nastasio said, said the tooth was the largest he has found in 10 years of hunting for sharp teeth in the Venice area. That's the end of the article. This guy's doing pretty good. If yeah. he's found multiple million-year-old, 30-million-year-old That's pretty crazy. Teeth, that's pretty good. I found it funny when he he's like, this one I'll keep forever for sure. I can't take my eyes off it. <laughs> I read, I, was, I read, I started fucking laughing. Yeah, must be, that. must just be too good. He to must be, be true. really, really passionate about this. Yeah. Now six inches. Think about that for a second. It's a like, big ass tooth. How big is this person or this this person this this creature's skull? Well, according to the yeah. Animal uh, Rescue League, yeah. the shark is basically a person at this point. Exactly. Well, that's a big ass tooth. Yeah, that's huge. That's crazy. But that's all I got. That's pretty good. I've got one more, and this one kind of plays along the same lines as that that seawall story that I talked about <laughs> in the one episode. Although this one, we're going to Canada. We're going to be going to Winnipeg, okay. Manitoba, which is north of Minnesota. It's like right on the border, I think. Minnesota or one of the Dakotas. I can't remember where it's at. Dude, but it's have, up there. We need to get our passport and go to Canada. Man, I don't know. I don't think they'd give me a passport at this point. It, they might not give me one either. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to be going to the cbc.ca, which is a Canadian website. I'm pretty sure we've used that one before on the show. City repairs curb reported damaged 28 years ago. <laughs> 16 years earlier than scheduled. <laughs> Are you kidding me? The target date had been set for 2037 to repair curb damaged by snow removal by a snow removal machine in 1993. So there was just a jacked up curb? Basically a snow plow hit a curb and took it out. Like took out part of the curb. Okay. It got reported back in 1993. Um, Calvin Hawley, who's lived there the entire time, reported it. 28 years later, they finally got around to fixing it. So how do they figure the, the scheduled date to get it fixed? Where do they come up with 2030, what, 2034? Is that what you said? I don't know. It was 2037 was when it was scheduled. How do they come up with that number? I'll tell you what. I'm just going to read this article sure. because cool. there's, a, there's a lot going I, I, on I don't this understand one. this. Tyrone Bay resident Calvin Holly finally has some curb appeal back on his street. Last week, a crew hired by the city of Winnipeg repaired some curbs on the St. Vital Street. Holly had first flagged as broken to the city in 1993. It was damaged by... 
by a city snow removal machine. The years-long journey to get the work done peaked in 2019 when Howley was given a number through the city's 311 line, which is like, check on your city progress, but it's not an emergency line in Winnipeg, was given a number through the city's 311 line to check his file and request. It said his curb would be repaired by June 26th, 2037. That would have made for a 44-year wait for the repairs to be completed. <laughs> Holly was surprised but pleased last week to see crews actually doing the work. Holy, you know what? They're actually here, was Holly's reaction, word for word, to the arrival Such of the workers. Such a Canadian thing to say. But says beating the target date by 16 years doesn't absolve the city of an opaque 311 service. It's frustrating because you get a response like that and you don't know why and there is no recourse no opportunity to inquire about it because you don't have an opportunity to talk to somebody directly in the department holly said holly who is a retired provincial civil servant himself hmm. tries to be balanced over his criticism of the city's slow pace to do the work saying bureaucrats work hard and meet many deadlines i honestly don't believe they were going to wait until 2037 but if they had we'd be having a very different conversation they already waited 20 some years the conversation should have been had 10 years ago so he's criticizing the fact that this happened but saying the bureaucrats meet many deadlines <laughs> doesn't so, make any sense yeah like i can't figure out what and he used to be one so he's trying to say he says there are warts on everything this happens to be one of them i guess uh area counselor brian mayers was pushing the department to get the job done before 2037 <laughs> best he could do was 2021 Jesus. I guess they are pleased that it's done now. And the, the city has stopped the the city has stopped the process of starting of setting target dates for repair work decades ahead. So they're no longer doing this anymore. Makes sense. Like, could you imagine for a second? You've got your city crews. In 1993, the earliest date they had to get together and get the shit done was 2037. Like, how the hell is that possible? I, I, and there's got to be a whole I, bunch of other situations just like this. I, I, I want to know what their methods are to come up with that number. What, what kind of calculation equation do they... What factors all come into play to where I, they come up with that decision i have no clue is it manpower is it money is it the budget is it the budget is it uh, what are the factors here involved i i don't know <laughs> the city of winnipeg has a lot of 2037 question that needs to be answered and this has this cannot be an isolated incident but could you imagine remembering the whole place is probably jacked up and think about it this way too this guy lived there the entire time and remembered making <laughs> the request back in 1993 which is before we were fucking born and he's just checking in on it in and 2019 <laughs> Could you imagine having that? Like, and again, it's public property, and you're like, well, the neighbors come by, and like, you gotta do something with this, with this fucking curb, and it's like, oh yeah, I got my request in. The request is in there. How long was he checking in on it? Was he checking in on it periodically? Was, did he just or remember? was that the first time? Twenty six, twenty six years later, did he just remember? Shit, that is absolutely hilarious. And yeah, I can't figure this guy out. I can't figure any of this out. <laughs> this guy's ridiculous. Now, he also says that he's going to drive carefully to avoid damaging the curb that he fought so long to fix. Yeah, no shit. Like, to be honest, like, we put a request in at my house, like, a, it took, like, a year to get a tree taken out. But that's not 44 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, there were there were two or three really bad potholes in the street right in front of my driveway. Sure. 
and I didn't even have to call. They randomly came and filled them. There you go. Which is pretty awesome. It Definitely. Took, it took them a while. It probably took about six to eight months. But hey, they came and they did it. But I guess the bureaucrats are meeting other deadlines in Winnipeg. Sure. Now, they probably have a much larger bureaucracy than we'd have, honestly, if you think about it. I don't know, man. Canada's like borderline socialist. Yeah, but... Which uh, a lot of the taxes go to bureaucracy. It doesn't go to actually solving problems. Well, it's base thing, basically what we do here. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's worse up there, though. Probably. Obviously, it is if it's... And they're 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 proud of the fact that they got it done sixteen years ahead of schedule. Yeah, Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what it is. That, that that's is ridiculous. What it is. They're trying to just pad stats. Like we got this project done ahead of schedule. <laughs> I don't know. Un- I can't. Unreal. I could go on about that forever, but that is hilarious. That's a good one. Yeah, that one was pretty weird. Anyways, we have got the main topic of main topics this week, don't we? Sure. And Ben, if this, there's ever been an episode where it's your this episode, this is definitely Pat's episode. This is definitely Ben's episode. Um. <laughs> What are we talking about today? Pat is definitely experiencing the Mandela effect right now because this is easily his his episode. Am I? No, you're not. But yes, the Mandela effect. Yes, the Mandela effect. The Mandela effect is a really interesting topic, isn't it? It is. It's kind of wild. See, at first, when I first heard about it, I thought it was like some like weird like following the footsteps of Nelson Mandela discussion. Like sure. it was like the effect of like him as a leader or something. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I honestly got, I thought it was. No. So I had been seeing this one forever, and I just never clicked on it because that's what I thought it was like. Right, sure. Something like that. Anyways, do you want to tell us what the Mandela effect is, or you want sure, me to jump it, into it? Sure, it, it's pretty straightforward. So basically the Mandela effect is a phenomenon in which a large group of people have the same false, like, distorted memory, or a large mass of people believe that an event occurred when it really didn't. Couldn't have said it much better myself. Uh, and that that's 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 a definition from medical news today. So there you go. That's from your experts, quote unquote. Sure. And I wrote a definition myself today on the line. Nice. That's almost word for word <laughs> that. So and the name Mandela effect. It came about by now. This is this is probably the biggest example of the Mandela effect. They, the the name Mandela comes from this situation. Sure. It was created by a woman named Fiona Broom. She created a website detailing her recollections of N- Nelson Mandela's death in prison during the 1980s. But as we all know, he did not die in the 1980s. He died in 2013. Now, Broom detailed her remembering uh, international news coverage of Mandela's death. Uh, she remembers his. His widow's speech and she basically on this website gets into all these details of what she remembers from the 1980s of Nelson Mandela's death. Yes, and what should be noted in this is she was doing this in like 2009 and 2010 or something like that. Yeah. Which would have been three or four years before Nelson Mandela actually died. Yeah. Which is kind of weird to think crazy. about. That yeah. This whole, his, the, they were talking about his death in this context before he, the man even died himself. Yeah, it's unreal. So. And, you know, and other people have claimed to have those same recollections. It wasn't just her. There's a lot of people that came out and said that, you know, they remember the same thing. So that's kind of crazy. The one thing I wanted to say about the Mandela effect real quick is unlike a lot of these phenomena we talk about, it's like, are ghosts real or are aliens real or whatever? The effect itself is a real thing. 100%. Like, you can't dismiss the fact that the Mandela effect exists because it's a phenomenon that is going on constantly. Right. We can just argue about whether there's a scientific explanation behind it or something like that. So I think it's just an interesting way to look at it because people are misremembering shit. Right. All the time. 100%. Like, I, I probably experience the Mandela effect every single day. I mean, you can ask Paige. I, I, I have distorted memory all the time, apparently. Well. 
Okay, very good. We'll have to have her on the show sometime and ask. Yeah, definitely. Anyways, so with this one, obviously the Nelson Mandela death one is a very famous one. Yep. We don't have experience with that one because we weren't alive in the 80s to remember that. True. But there's lots of people out there that claim the same thing. What other famous ones do you got? So, this is kind of a famous one. So, everyone knows about the assassination of JFK. Yes. Now, there's common misremembering that there were only four passengers in the car. The truth is there were a total, the total number of passengers in the car were six people. Sure. Included the driver, two Secret Service agents, Texas governor at the time, John Connolly, and his wife, Nellie Connolly, plus President Kennedy and the First Lady. The angles of pictures and videos make it hard to really see everybody. And to me, that's not really a false memory as much as it is just people seeing. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, I don't remember seeing six people. Oh, because you just didn't have the angle. Yeah, they say that's like that's a possible explanation to me that that's just sure yeah now there are a couple because i want to get into real quick sure one that i honest to god remember and this one's starting to freak me out are you familiar with the clothing brand fruit of the loom i have this one down as well i 100 percent remember it yes grapes banana apple whatever yeah and a fucking cornucopia behind it yes i remember that vividly i remember that 100 percent that's the other one I have written down. And with this one, this one is starting to convince me that something's going on because I remember it vividly. Now, I asked a couple of people today, just like randomly, I was like, hey, I got a really random question for you. Describe the Fruit of the Loom logo for me. Both people did not describe the cornucopia. So some people are misremembering this. Some people are not. Yeah, it seems like which it, is weird. It, it seems like it doesn't happen with everybody. Yeah, so that's the other thing that I want to get into later on in this episode because I, I got a whole bunch of explanations written down of what the Mandela effect might be. Mm-hmm. And that's going to come up later on in that discussion. But so you remember the cornucopia? Yes, 100%. So for those of you guys that don't know, the, the story goes that the cornucopia sits on like the right hand side of the logo, and you, like behind everything. If you don't know what a cornucopia is, it's almost like a, a basket type looking thing. Yeah, it's like, it looks it's like, like a, a horn, like a horn. Yeah, it's like, it looks like a horn basket. Yeah. That's the only way I can really describe it. So I did some research on this because I was thinking that they had to have at some point had a logo that had the cornucopia in the background. That had to exist. Right. And throughout the entire history of that logo, and they've used the same logo for like almost 100 years now or something similar, never have they used a cornucopia. That's unreal to me. Did you do any research on that one? No, because I re- sure. I 100% remember it. I did I did do some research on a couple of these. Okay, well, I'm not done with the Fruit of the Loom yet because there is, when you look up the, the trademark, of the logo in 1973 there was a canceled trademark registered that is still in the public databases where they describe the logo and cornucopia is in that description of the trans of the canceled trademark maybe in a different reality in a different dimension that one was used as the logo i don't know but there's actual record linking corn and this is back in 1973 there's a record of it at least being an idea out there now right would a cornucopia be the first thing you would add to that logo Maybe, but probably not. Probably not. And I'm trying to figure out what the hell are people remembering then? Because I remember it. I remember it too. And there are references to the logo. Like the one was flute of the womb where like in 1990 somebody did something or it might be even in the 80s and they created like a it was like a flute instead of the cornucopia mm. and then the fruit <laughs> it's kind of funny which that was well before the whole mandela effect conspiracy theory took off sure so somebody created that and then in different like like in south park there's an episode where they reference that the logo with the cornucopia like i i i swear by seeing it on their packaging yeah in in the store Yes, that's the other thing too. Like, I remember it. <laughs> yes. 
the br- fucking brown cornucopia in the background. Yeah. That's the thing that drives me insane. It, it, it drives me nuts, man. So I believe in that one. That makes me wonder what the hell is going on. Because a lot of these that come up, I can remember something where it wasn't really, like, I remember it being the real thing, like, back as a kid or whatever. Yeah. That's the one I don't. That's the only one that I'm 100% convinced of. So what else do you got? Um, Are you into Pokemon? No. No. Never mind. Is it the Pikachu tail one? Yes. See, I was into Pokemon, and I've always remembered the black tail. And when I read that, I was like, there's no way. There's no that, way it was all yellow. So basically the story goes that Pikachu's tail in Pokemon is all yellow. Had like a it had like a black stripe on it or it something. Was, the, the tip of it was black. I remember it with the black tail. Me too. Yeah. 100%. And I like me Josh and Mel like we were in, we had stuffed animals that were Pokemon and we were we in we were into the movies and yeah. Pokemon had not po- uh, Pikachu had a black tail. The tip of it was black. 100%. Yeah, we used to, I used to watch a show at my Busha's house, but we were not allowed to have any Pokemon memorabilia. Or any any merchandise whatsoever. Why? I never owned a single Pokemon thing ever in my life. Not a shirt, not a toy, not a nothing. That's crazy. Yep. Now, uh, I know you've never seen the movie E.T. No, I have not. But there's a famous quote from the movie E.T. Sure. It goes, you know, E.T. phone home. You know? Yep. That one. He actually doesn't say that. He says home phone. The alien himself. Everyone thinks he says home. Everyone thinks he says phone home when really he says home phone. That's a weird one. And the kid actually corrects him and says, no, he says uh, phone home. So it was never the alien that said the quote. Yeah. Which is crazy to me because I always thought it was the alien that said it. Well, because the quote took off. It's crazy. Is why. You probably probably don't have a (laughs) memory of seeing that in the movie though. No. That's the thing. Because it doesn't. It doesn't make sense that it it just it just doesn't fit. Sure, the scenario. Yeah, that is a weird one. It, that caught me off guard when I read it. Yeah, I was like, what? He there said were, that. There were a few that caught me off guard in this. Um, the movie ones don't usually do it for me. Like the Luke, I am your father one. They didn't. I. Everybody knows that it's no, I am your father. And when you yeah. watch a fucking movie, what he wouldn't add in. And we've watched the movies probably like a hundred times. Yeah. So although I had a different one. Now this wasn't a mass memory, so it wouldn't be a Mandela effect, but it's a me being an idiot memory from that same movie, but it was earlier on. Remember when Han Solo was getting ready to leave the Hoth base and the commander there who doesn't have a name is like, you're a good fighter, Solo. I hate to lose you. And he goes, thank you, General. In my mind, Han Solo said, thank you, General. I hate to die. And then takes off. He, I don't remember him saying and I, that. No, he doesn't. Yeah. No, I had that memory in my head forever. And me and Tim had it both in our head forever. And we thought that it got edited out of like a new <laughs> version of the movie. And we thought that in our, on our old cassette tapes, it was going to be the right way. And it wasn't. And then I realized that I had combined the Princess Bride <laughs> and Star Wars. Because those are movies that I, I got to watch at the same time. Like my dad would show me Star Wars. And those, like, those, were, the, those were the four movies I could watch as a kid. The cool movies. And I was just combining two different sets of dialogue. Because there's a similar conversation going on, and then the Princess Bradley guy says something like, I hate to die, and I gave that line to Han Solo in my head. And that's where the whole thing came from. That's funny. I have... I have a similar situation with Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. So that's probably that's probably the one movie out of all seven I watched the least. And I have an old set of the DVDs, and then I have a new Blu-ray set of the DVDs. I was convinced that they changed a line in the movies from the old to the new versions. Did they? Not, not versions, but there's the Blu-ray collection, and sure. then there's the original collection. Now, I've heard that they've done that with the Harry Potters. That I'm the, not sure. Like, what, what, they, what they air on ABC Fantasy. Family is different from what the DVDs are or what the Blu-rays are. Okay, I heard that there's a lot of differences. I don't know if that's true or not. I've never 
watched them on TV, so. Sure, sure, fair enough. My mother watches them on TV all the fucking time. <laughs> like, if the movie marathon's on once a month, that's what she was just going to do. And she was talking about it today, how, like, different channels have a marathon going on. And, like, last week, or not today, uh, Sunday, <laughs> she made a comment about how she's finally burned out on Harry Potter. No shit. And I'm like, where could this have been? <laughs> 18 years ago. <laughs> it's probably why you don't like it. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I can't. It's it's so bad. But, uh, it's painful. But anyways, at the end of the movie, uh, after Harry wins, as he always does, uh, <laughs> Lucius Malfoy, at the end, he's like, Harry Potter will always be around to save the day. And I distinctly remember. Now, this was an improvised thing. It wasn't in the script. Daniel Radcliffe says... Don't worry, I will win. And I swear to this day, that's what he's always always said. But when I watched my Blu-ray version, like a couple months ago, he says, don't worry, I I will be. I'm like, that's not fucking right. That's not what he says. And I swear they changed it, man. I swear to God they changed it. If any of you listeners want to investigate this case for us, please tweet us at 30 in the... Comment on our Facebook page. Or comment on the Facebook page, yes. Harry Potter, <laughs> again, I don't get it. It's a good series. It's I've never series. really been able to understand it. You gotta read the books. They're a lot better. You know, a lot better Tim, than the movies. Tim read all the books, but he read them out of order on purpose. What an idiot! <laughs> Come on, and Tim. You want to know what he's been doing lately? I don't know if I should say this. Oh God! You know how he has a crossbow? Yeah. And he just bought a house. So he's been he's been he's been uh, shooting the books he doesn't like. He's been shooting the bow and arrow in his house. Oh my God! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Anyways. That's funny. Yes. Good job, Tim. Anyways, just, to, just don't hurt yourself. Yes, please don't. Anyways, back to the Mandela effect. Yes. I've got a famous one. Sure. The Berenstein Bears. Did you do this one? No, but I saw it and it kind of fucked me up. This is a very famous one. Now, this one my mother like lost her shit about when she found out about this one. <laughs> the Berenstein Bears were a childhood. There's like a TV show and a book series. Yep. We had the books at home. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the TV. I don't think I really watch a TV show a whole lot. But it was about a family of bears, and they would basically do shit. They do bear shit. Basically. And they were called the Berenstein Bears. And everybody remembers Berenstein being spelled B-E-R-E-N. Is that right? But the, the whole thing is B-E-R-E-N-S-T-A-I-N. The Berenstein Bears. That's how it's correctly spelled. Correctly spelled. Everybody remembers it being Steen. Me too. S-T-E-I-N. That's how it's. That's how every, every, anyone has ever said it. And everybody's always said Berenstein Bears instead of the Berenstein Bears. <laughs> yeah, it's like not even right. And I remember visually seeing the E. Me too. Because I used, to, I used <laughs> yes. to wonder, like, trying to spell it out on my own if it was I-E or E-I at the end of it. Yeah. However, as a little kid, I remember in, like, first grade or something, we were talking about the Berenstein Bears, and we were, like, Berenstein Bears, as if it was, like, a southern accent thing. Mm-hmm. So we were saying, like, the Berenstein Bears. Yeah. As we were trying to pronounce it properly. That's hilarious. So I don't, I remember it being the Berenstain Bears. I don't remember it being the Berenstain Bears. Everybody else remembers it being the Berenstain Bears, E-I-N. Yeah, it kind of messed me up when I saw that. So that that one, and that one, my mother, the first time she saw that, she was like going to contact like the fucking librarian and shit (laughs) over this. So. Your mom's going to contact the librarian? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if she ever did or not. That's hilarious. So that's the Berenstein Bears. That's a very famous one, and people lose their shit about that. And then I saw some packaging from like Europe where it had both spellings on the packaging of like a toy or something, like a really old toy. So that made me wonder. But then it could have just been a misspelling. So, anyways, what else you got? 
Now, I think I remember this. I want to see if you remember this. C-3PO. Did you know that he was not completely gold? Yep, he had a silver left leg or right leg or something. Okay, I just want to make sure that you, you knew that one. That was one I didn't notice right away. I didn't notice until I had the Blu-rays. Me too. But it was always that way. I noticed it in the third movie. I didn't really watch the third movie a whole lot. I'm pretty sure it's Is the third movie. Is he even in the third movie? He's only in there a little there, bit. Not very much. That's probably his worst movie. I, I, I seem to remember seeing it in the third movie. But I do remember it. Yeah. I remember it I, I remember seeing it like vividly, like the first time I watched episode four in Blu ray. Mm-hmm. Like, oh shit, that looks pretty cool. Mm. I wasn't surprised by it. I guess it probably was at the time, but Yeah. I don't know about that one. Now, C-3PO was at his best in Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. Mm, yes, 100%. Now, that is a motion picture. Definitely. Anyways. Do you know how to spell Febreze? I saw this one, and this one kind of freaked this, me out. This one freaked me out, man. F-E-B-R-E-Z-E is yeah. how it's officially spelled. There's no two E's in the breeze, Febreze. which kind of messed me up. I had no... Maybe that's just something I never noticed. Wouldn't it be Febreze? Yeah, it would, wouldn't it? That's a weird one. The fact that Febreze and only has... We buy it all the time, and I've never noticed. I've always thought it was the way you spell Breeze. That is a weird one, for sure. I have much more to add to that one, but I saw that one today, too, and I was like, never dawned on me. How about, like, the Looney Tune one? Now, this one I saw, where it's Looney T-U-N-E-S yes. instead of L or T-O-O-N, like cartoon. Yeah, the correct one is the T-U-N-E-S. Now, to me, that doesn't make any sense to me in the slightest. Why would you make it T-U-N-E-S when clearly this is a cartoon show? Wouldn't you make it T-O-O-N-S? Because the original Looney Tunes were all musically enhanced. It was crazy music. Looney Tunes. Yeah, but now it's animated. But it's still... I get it. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. No, you're right. That that was a weird one. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. I've said that for every single one. I've been like, that was a weird one. (laughs) It's all right. I'm getting tired. Anyways, I've got a couple more. Go ahead. Are you familiar with Billy Graham, the former like big time pastor that was like the, the yeah, chaplain for like presidents and shit? Yeah, didn't people think he died a long time ago? They but... thought he died in the nineties, and lots of people remember Bill Clinton giving a speech at his funeral. So that's a weird one. Hmm. He didn't die until like recently, like twenty eighteen, eighteen or something. Yeah. And then this one's kind of weird. Lots of people recall. Now there are different variations of this one, but lots of people recall there being an island immediately west of Australia. Like, a lot of people try to say that New Zealand was on the other side for a while. was on the western side of Australia instead of the eastern side where it actually is. Hmm. Some people say there was just another island, like the normal-looking island out there. But there's lots of people that claim that there was, at one point, an island on the globe that got erased from history (laughs) that was west of Australia. Never heard of this one. Now, this one is really weird because in the movie Dazed and Confused, it's a school movie and the kids are spinning the globe. And if you watch really closely, you can see that island on the globe in Dazed and Confused. shitting me. <laughs> so that's where that one really kind of gained some steam, I guess. <laughs> um, I don't know if I believe it, but I remember something weird with New Zealand. I remember thinking New Zealand was on the other side for a while. Hmm. Or that there was like, or like Tasmania was a huge ass island that was mm. to the west or something. Not sure if I believe that it is that That's way weird today, though. but it is a weird one. That's weird. Obviously, Dazed and Confused would have the correct globe. I don't know about that. <laughs> There's not a whole lot correct in that movie. Although that's a classic. That's it's one of a my fantastic movie. My mother hates it. Why? She would be like, she could be watching it, just like not paying attention, and just be complaining about it the entire time. Really? And it's like that's like her era, kinda. Yeah. So I don't understand what that's about. 
Anyways, I got a whole bunch of lists of explanations for the sure. Go ahead for the um, Mandela effect because a lot of people can't figure out what the hell is going on. Now there are plenty of psychological ideas out there. There's nothing proven that's really able to figure out why a whole bunch of different people are having the same false memory. A lot of explanations and a lot of the reasons why a lot of these can be easily dismissed is groupthink is a real thing. People hear one thing and they just go with it. Sure, because it's kind of like being planted in your brain, basically. But there are a lot of like goofier explanations for the Mandela effect. Sure. The one that I kind of go along with is a shifting alternative timeline theory where there's like a whole bunch of timelines and whatever going on in our universe and our universe is like trying to like find its focus. Is that like the string theory? Kind of, sort of. I don't really know what string theory is. Me either. That article on Medical News Today, I think it kind of described string theory, but I didn't mark it down. Yeah, I've seen something about it and I remember trying to understand string theory and like it like clicked in my head for like a minute where I kind of understood what the hell they were talking talking about at least and but right now i got nothing anyways this is gonna be our worst episode by far dude <laughs> this is a good episode there are many people that think that the mandela effect is the result of time travelers i don't know about that one so there's the time traveling theory is out there now why they would go back and add a cornucopia or take out the cornucopia on the fruit of the loom i'm convinced that that's for real man. yeah that one's that one bothers me and seeing that patent registered like how the fuck would they make that mistake see that's like that's kind of why i i believe in like the dimension theory when our reality interacts with the alternate realities or a, or a parallel universe. Sure. Because maybe in a different reality, a different parallel universe, yeah. the cornucopia, that patent was used. Sure. You know what I mean? But somehow they like interacted. They yeah. Like, they like crossed paths somehow. I don't, I don't know the correct terminology. I'm not a fucking scientist. Well, this one kind of plays into that. The parallel universes crashing into each other. There we go. Is the yeah. reason why the Mandela effect exists. <laughs> So like you said, we got parallel universes, and there could very easily be universes similar to ours that we just cannot perceive whatsoever, but they're yeah. bumping into each other, or they're like grinding up against each other or something, mm-hmm. and the friction is the Mandela effect. Like little blips are getting like either squeezed out or pushed in or so crazy. whatever, but people don't really exist on the entire thing, so some might be close enough to perceive the difference, but a lot aren't close enough to understand any of that. H- hasn't uh, three dimensions been officially discovered? Well, we live in three. Oh, we live in three. Okay, that's height, high. width, and depth. So, have they found like a fourth or fifth? Cause, yes, because well, they, they they claim uh, that they exist. They claim there's like ten, right? They claim there's a lot, and the numbers should theoretically be infinite. Mm. Because think about it this way: the letters on the paper that we have live in two dimensions. Mm, okay. The idea of going above doesn't exist if you're a letter on the paper and you're trying to get from one end of the paper to another. Going up and over isn't an option. Sure. Anyways, yeah, that's crazy. So you got the three dimensions here. Maybe there's a fourth one that we just can't think about. Now, if you think about it this way, in our paper, say there's a letter here there's a letter here I could drop my finger in like this they would know that the something's there right they could see the two dimensions of the finger touching the paper but they have no idea it's just there and it's gone there and this is how the parallel universes collide yes when you press on the paper exactly and the freaking words and it bends bends yep <laughs> there's a book out there called <laughs> Flatland no which shit. is an old mathematical book that kind of discusses that theory. I had to read it in like freshman year of high school and it blew my fucking mind because it's like if these characters live in flatland, they're only they can move around because they're two dimensions, but the concept of depth is just not a thing for them. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, what if that's happening here? What if these weird things that pop in and pop out are something completely different coming that's from crazy. an area that we have no perception of? Right. Anyways, that's a parallel universe is crashing into each other. That could be a thing. Uh, we talked about the time travelers, imperfection of human memory, the simulation.
simulation hypothesis hmm. that we just live in a giant simulation and the existence of the Mandela effect is software glitches or whatever. Matrix. The Matrix crashing software bugs. But aliens are controlling the massive simulation, maybe. Now why Possible. they would fixate on the Berenstain Bears and the fucking Fruit of Loom cornucopia, I don't know. Maybe that shit is just programmed into the simulation. It could be, just to confuse us. Yeah. Now this one, this is the one. This is the theory that I think is real. I found this one on Medium.com, but I guess it's a pretty popular theory in general. This says that the Mandela effect is the result of the Large Hadron Collider in Europe. You know, the, we talked about this before, the thing that rams yeah. atoms into each other. Yeah. And that CERN is behind it all because when they ram atoms into each other, they create dark matter, and we don't know how dark matter behaves in the universe yet. Mm-hmm. And it could be fucking up anything. Sure. And this theory goes so far as to say that... Um, they are aware that this is going on at CERN, and the only way to fix the problems that are created by them ramming atoms into each other is to enter the collider itself. There's, like, dedicated teams of scientists that live on the cusp of space-time and are constantly wrangling around in alternate dimensions to try to bring everything that they're doing with the collider back into the real dimension, and sometimes they fuck up, and that's where, that's what the Mandela effect is. That's they're pretty not, crazy. They're not, they're not able to catch every problem that they've created. Hmm. So the Fruit of the Loom cornucopia went away. Shit like that. Berenstein Bears got misspelled. Well, I hope they fixed the Fruit of the Loom one because I like the logo with the cornucopia. Yeah, better. me too. But what's weird about it is the Mandela effect didn't become a thing until 2010 before people started noticing this on a large scale. Mm-hmm. CERN started up the Large Hadron Collider in 2008. So obviously it's going to take a couple of years for the phenomenon to have enough data to be visible. Sure. Maybe there's something there. That's pretty crazy. Now, for me at least, what I'm curious about is, so you and I remember the cornucopia. Mm-hmm. I wonder if... If there's common trends among people that remember stuff and people that don't remember stuff. Because I talked to two different people today and they do not remember the cornucopia. So I'm wondering what happened in their life that would make them not remember it, remember what was going on properly, and what the hell happened to us that we don't remember it, or we do remember it. You know what I'm, you know what I'm trying to say? Right. I'm trying to see if there's a, if there's trends between the people. Because if, there, if this is a simulation... You'd have to take, like, some type of survey. Yeah. It'd have to be a very extensive survey. Yes. Like, thousands of questions. Hundreds, probably. <laughs> like, what kind of cereal did you eat as a it, kid, or just shit like that, you know what I mean? It's cereal soup. I don't know. So, real quick, my mother was listening to a little bit of the clip show. Yeah. She hates that clip, the cereal soup discussion. <laughs> Why? She says that we sound like such morons and that we got everything wrong in that discussion and our <laughs> logic is completely off. <laughs> she did not enjoy that one. Wasn't that the point, though? I thought it was funny as hell. I thought it was funny, too. Apparently not to my mother. <laughs> Darn it. We can't make everybody happy, though. No, we can't. Anyways, if you're not happy with our content, please tweet us at 30 in the and please post on Facebook. We can take constructive criticism. We definitely can. Anyways, do you have any more about the Mandela effect? That's basically all I have. It's basically straightforward. That kind of wraps up our Mandela effect discussion. It was pretty interesting. We'll see how yeah, it comes together. Definitely. Very interesting. Um, We are over 2,400 listens overall. You shitting me? We're still getting like a decent amount of weekly listeners. That's awesome. So that's pretty good. Um, we have to come up with some better topics because this week was kind of a <laughs> kind of a rough one. We'll get some good topics. Yeah. Anyways. We, you know, we, we'll have to revisit some. Yeah, we definitely we, will. We definitely can. You know, I think we've been doing this for almost a year. And we've had a new topic. Oh, I think basically. we've done this for four. I think we've done it for a full year. I think we have. Yeah. Minus our alien discussions. We've had a different topic damn near every week. So it's pretty good. Yeah, exactly. And even our alien discussions have been new, fresh material every single time. So Yeah, for and sure. Aliens Part 7 got more listens than the lo- previous two episodes combined. No shit. It had more than the, the Goofy Laws and the Bigfoot episodes. 
episode you know, combined. I thought the Goofy Laws was a good one. I thought that was a good episode, and I <laughs> thought the Bigfoot episode was good too. Yeah, me too. And I thought Aliens Part Seven was terrible. <laughs> oh shit! But that ended up getting a lot more listens than anything else that we've done recently. So Man, people are into the aliens. Huh? I guess they are. I'm happy about it. But I just thought that was funny how the aliens always end up being being a big hit. <laughs> and before we get out of here, we're recording this one on my mother's birthday. So happy birthday to my mother. Happy birthday. Yep, we talked about her a lot on this episode. So oh, I almost said her name. Stop happy it. birthday, mother. Stop myself. Happy birthday, Pat's mother. Yes. Appreciate you. Definitely. She listens to the show pretty regularly. So. She's one of our first fans. Yeah. Isn't she our first Twitter follower Follower as well? No, I think Paige was. Oh, Paige was. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Paige from Ohio. Paige from Ohio. <laughs> that was funny. Anyways, on that note, are we about ready to get out of here? Yep. So thank you very much, guys, for listening. Check us out on social media. Peace. But that was dwarfed by the 6.06 inch tooth he found this month off the coast of Venice. Maybe this was near the properties that had the issues with the seawall. That was Naples. That wasn't Venice. Oh, that was Naples? (laughs) Son of a bitch. God. (laughs) Not quite. I had that planned out too, damn it. (laughs) Swing and a miss. Going up and over isn't an option. Sure. So on three dimensions, height, width, depth. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Height. Height. We're not going over this again. (laughs) Height, width. Whip. Height, (laughs) width, and depth. God, I cannot enunciate a goddamn word today. So it's like, eh, I'll let you sleep. I'll I'll take the heat. I'll take the hit. Sure. So. Well, that's, that's being a family man right there. Gotta do what you gotta do, right? We're gonna have to get you a medal one of these days. I'll just... I'll just eat a cookie. That's what I usually do. Alright, I'm not baking you a cookie, so... Darn it. Anyways... That's getting cut. Yep. (laughs) So that kind of wraps up our... (laughs) (laughs) That kind of... Because Dune, like, the book Dune is, like, on the same level of the books of Lord of the Rings. No shit. It's very, it's just a little bit shorter, but it, it kind of has that feel. So who directed this film? Uh, Dennis Villanueva. Okay. Is that Alejandro Villanueva's dad? Unlikely, but possible. I think they're related? Probably. We need, we need to find that out. We need to investigate. Yeah. I don't know about that. But it's got... Uh, Bautista's in it. Nice. Jason Momoa. Uh, Poe Dameron from Star Wars. Do you like that Jason Momoa? I think it's okay. He he played the role in Dune really well. You know, I don't know why. Like, his his face just annoys me. Really? I guess it is kind of annoying. Like, you know what I mean? Like, in Game of Thrones, he just kind of annoyed me. I don't know. He's not a terrible actor. I thought he did well in no, Dune, he's, at least. He's not, he's not a bad actor. He's a pretty good actor. He's in, uh, what's he in? Isn't he in, like, one of the Justice Leagues? I've never seen any of the Justice Leagues. I saw Leagues. one one time because, you remember the movie pass, how that was a thing? I had the movie pass for a while back when you got to watch one free movie a day. Hmm. And I was at the theater to pick up a Star Wars, my Star Wars tickets. And, like, I didn't have to go to work until later on that night. And I had, like, a few free hours. And I was like, shit, I got the movie pass. It's a free movie. I, don't, I didn't have to pay. You just did the movie pass thing and you sure. got to see it for free. So I had a few hours to kill. I was like, shit, I'm going to go watch the Justice League movie. <laughs> and I bear in mind, I, I don't watch a lot of superhero movies. Me neither. I don't watch a lot of that shit at all. 
So I walked in there like right as it was starting, and I sat down, and I was just like, like I had no clue. Like I barely <laughs> remember it. I have no clue what the fuck was going on. Yeah, dude, movie. I'm I'm completely lost when it comes to the superhero shit. I still haven't seen Iron Man three. See, I saw that one in the theaters. I kind of liked it. I haven't I haven't seen anything past the first Avengers. Really? I have not seen the second one, the third, or the fourth. I saw the second one. I didn't see the third or the fourth. No, I heard Infinity Wars was the best one. That's what I've heard. I saw that. I, I started it with somebody, and then I just like went to bed. I, I'm not going to watch this shit anymore. Mm. Yeah, I haven't seen... I've seen like one Thor. Now, I do enjoy the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Yes, I like those. Those are Those are good. good. Those are pretty yeah. good. But other than that, I man, can't get into it. I just me neither. There's so much, and you have to keep track of everything. And every there's an Easter egg everywhere, and everybody just like loses their shit over the smallest little things. I don't understand it. Like, yeah, I'm I'm completely lost when it comes to superhero shit. Yeah, Marvel and DC. Like, I like well, DC. I got no clue about either. Like, I I liked the the Batman movies. Yeah, with Christian Bale, and. Uh, yeah, I like the well, ones with, face? with Val Kil- Kilmer. And yeah. then... Uh, Keith Ledger, that's his name. Oh, yeah. That's Joker. Those were the best, man. Those were phenomenal movies. Yeah, I was talking to somebody at work, and they were talking about those Batman movies with Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. And the guy said it was Christian Slater. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> and I was like... So I'm starting to think. I'm, I'm trying to remember. Like, did he play Batman back in the '90s? Maybe, maybe he's experiencing the Mandela effect. Probably. <laughs> yeah, but when it comes to superhero movies, nothing is ever going to beat Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. Oh my god! I got those on DVD. I watched the yeah. first one a couple days ago. I still have. I think I have those. Yeah, it's great. They are pretty good movies. They're not bad. The third yeah. one kind of sucked. Yeah, the third one wasn't as good. 